everyone, Kitty here. Before we dive into the podcast, I wanted to give you a couple of reminders. The first is that we touch on a lot of sensitive subjects that could be possible emotional and trauma triggers for people. If there are any topics that you're sensitive to, we recommend that before you watch any of the movies or listen to our podcasts, you check the website doesthedogdie.com. Also, this podcast is not kid-friendly and not safe for work. Please listen responsibly. Finally, this podcast contains spoilers. If you're like me and don't like spoilers, please watch the movie before listening. Thank you, and happy haunting. This is Hounds of Horror with Max. Uh, what is a non-fatal murder? <laughs> Victor. No, you're no, stupid. It doesn't matter how close you live to your house. But anyway. <laughs> and Kitty. That's a lot. a lot of words for I'm trying something instead of porn. <laughs> I'm Max. I'm also Max. He's lying, that's Vic. And I'm Kitty, and this is Hounds of Horror, the weekly podcast where we get together and talk about horror movies that we've watched that we want to talk to people like you about. That we watch with our horror eyes. Yes. Yes. Horror eyes. Not horror eyes. Horror (laughs) eyes. Yeah. But also our horror eyes. Depends on the scene. (laughs) That's very true. I guess some basic housekeeping stuff. I don't really have anything new this week. Just the same old, same old. If you have anything to write into us about, email us at houndsofhorrorpod at gmail.com. That's just P-O-D after Hounds of Horror for podcast, in case you couldn't figure that out. And just shoot us a message and... Let us know if you have any disagreements about something that we said, or if you have a recommendation, that's fine too. Anybody else have any housekeeping stuff? No, and you all better be reading these stories that I told you about. Mm -hmm. I want to hear some comments about the terror of Blue John Gap, right? From somebody. (laughs) But this week we are doing The Ring. Right. One of the greatest horror movies ever made, I think. The Ring is starring Naomi Watts, Martin Henderson, David Dorfman, 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 and Brian Cox. And it was directed by, well, get this shit. This guy's name is Gore. Gore Verbinski. Oh, and, Gore Verbinski. Yes, but like, I mean, his name is Gore. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I feel it's, like, it's a little better than Dorfman, maybe. Maybe, but I feel like he was kind of doomed to direct horror movies. <laughs> uh, it was written by Aaron Kruger, but that's spelled weird, E-H-R-E-N. I kind of like that, though. Kuji Suzuki and others. And so, others. And others. Apparently they weren't important enough to list on IMDb. The also, I- the VHS played tomorrow. Yes. Mm-hmm. The movie came out in 2002. <sighs> Yeah. No. Yeah. 17 years ago. Thirteen. <laughs> don't don't tell me how long it was. And not only that, it was the first movie that I got to go see as a 13 year old that was PG 13. We had to get a note for my friend's sister <laughs> saying that she could come watch it with us because she was only like 11 at the time. But the IMDb synopsis. Let me find one that's not super long, but also not super short. Rachel Keller is a journalist investigating a videotape that may have killed four teenagers, including her niece. There is an urban legend about the tape that the viewer will die seven days after watching it. If the legend is correct, Rachel will have to run against time to save her sons and her own life. Probably fair. Ooh, yeah. Is this like that time that Brendan Fraser ran against the sun to save his son in that sequel to The Mummy? Uh, Maybe. Yeah, similar, I suppose. Okay. (laughs) At this point, this is the point of the podcast where we tell you to stop listening. Go watch the movie if you haven't, because we're going to be talking about spoilers. If you like horror and haven't seen The Ring, I don't know, I'm kind of disgusted with you at the moment, I guess. (laughs) That's probably fair. I mean, I know it was based off of, I believe, a Japanese movie of the same title, which was based off of a book of the same title. Yes, it does have a very much um, Japanese feel to the style of creature and filmmaking process, really just the lore in general, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is like the Shinto mythology, which is why those films seem so creepy to us, because there's something kind of weird about them, because they come from a different culture than ours. called The Otherness. It's a, a psychological phenomenon where... When you're not used to a horror story that's told in your culture, then and it comes from a different culture, it's creepier. It's called the otherness. It's called yes. the like it's it's the it's other. The other. The other. That's gonna be a good band name. Yes. The otherness or the, the other. The otherness. <laughs> it is a term from Jungian psychology, and it refers to things that are like us, but just dissimilar enough that we can't quite cope with it. Like for example, and this is not to be offensive in any way. It's just 
using it as an example, amputees can often cause this kind of feeling of unease and otherness about them because they are like us, but there's something fundamentally different that is irrevocably changed. We'll never be able to get back. And we can see it and we can try and cope with it, but if there's just something different about it on at first glance. Okay. Actor relations over here, Max. Alright, so like Kitty said, starring Naomi Watts played Rachel. She was also Anne Darrow in King Kong. Mm. And I think one of her best qualities as an actress is that in anything I've seen her in, including King Kong and the Ring, she has a very good ability to look confused and constantly blown away by everything that's going on. Yeah, but Martin Henderson played Noah. He was also Hollis Elmore in Smoking Aces. I don't know if you remember that, Victor. I think we went to the theater to see that. I do remember that movie. He was the guy in the very beginning that got his fingers blown off by the neo-Nazi hitmen. Wow. Yeah. You know? Wow. I did not remember that. Yeah. And I've got a thing for faces, and that did not pop. <laughs> and yeah, so that was cool. I, I didn't realize that at the time, but that was him. And he's been in a lot of other stuff, too. And then David Dorfman plays the kid, Aiden. Mm. And he also plays Aiden in The Ring 2. And he's been in some other things, but not really anything worth mentioning, in my opinion. It's like The Ring 2. Yeah, <laughs> but I mentioned it, so. Yeah. Uh, Brian Cox plays the father of Richard Morgan, father of Samara, the creepy ghost girl. At one time, creepy real girl. And he has been in a ton of stuff. Yes. Uh, he was William Stryker in X-Men United, Agamemnon in Troy. He played Ward Abbott in the Bourne movies. He was the girl's dad from Red Eye. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was him. He is in a ton of stuff. I'm quite sure that was him. <laughs> and it seems like, at least in half the movies I've seen him in, he plays a disgruntled father. Yes. Trying to get some kind of revenge on one of his children. He's always, almost always. The Ring, Penny Dreadful, William Stryker from X-Men. He always has this weird relationship with one of his children or other, and he, I, I have to say something about him, because he's a great actor. Because even when he's angry, or playing angry, he doesn't look like it. You yeah. can only tell just through the nuances and what he's doing. It's just really good, and I somewhere he learned that along the way, it's it's really good skill that he has to do that. And especially in this movie, because he's mad throughout the whole thing, but... He's very soft, well-spoken, you know. And then you have DeVay Chase as Samara. She was uh, Samantha Darko in Donnie Darko, a movie which I also very much enjoyed. Huh. And she was the voice of Lilo from Lilo and Stitch. No shit. Yeah, no shit. Wow. Whenever you said Lilo at first, I thought you said Lila, and you were talking about Futurama, and I was like, no. 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 (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Very confused for a second. My first note of the movie is the dead face. Yeah, that is also my first note. Fuck that dead face. Oh, you mean Katie's dead face? All the dead faces. Well, I guess there's only two, but... My first note of the movie was actually the annoying double fake-out between Katie and Becca that kind of pissed me off, where they both faked each other out. Where, like, Katie, like, threw herself into Becca's lap and, like, pretended she was choking, and then, like, (laughs) Becca did the whole phone thing. Yeah, and I was going to ask you guys about that, because I was wondering, are we supposed to just assume that she and her friends were hoping this wasn't real, but at the same time they were kind of scared about it, like she was pretending and trying to joke about it and kind of play it off, but always in the back of her mind kind of wondering if it was real? It was confusing, because she did do that. Yeah. She's telling this creepy story about the tape, uh-huh. but presumably the symptoms of the impending tape death have been on her for seven or six and three quarter of a day. Yeah. So... <laughs> I think she legitimately believed it because she told Aiden earlier in the week that she didn't have enough time left. Oh, yeah, That's she That's something did. that comes up later in the movie. And wouldn't she have been coughing up the sticker thing that they... Maybe. Maybe she didn't pursue it as hard as Naomi Watts did. <laughs> well, Naomi Watts is an investigative journalist. She is. Which... Because... I fucking stand that shit. <laughs> I also really like um, the very beginning of the movie. I think it's whenever... Is it a DreamWorks movie? Is that... It is a DreamWorks movie. So, at the very beginning of the movie, whenever they have the DreamWorks kids sitting on the moon in the beginning, they have, like, (laughs) the static in the the very beginning. It was very, very fun, like, little effect. I remember that freaking me out a little bit in the theater. I was like, ah! Yeah, like, I don't know. Was that your first spook of the movie? No. Okay. Because they make a lot of children's movies... Yes, they do. <laughs> Shrek was going to show up at any minute. I was waiting for it. Yeah. Toothless, you know. He's what is Donkey? Kung Fu Panda? <laughs> <laughs> and then you see that and it's like, ooh, which part of DreamWorks was this? So my very, very first big issue with the movie is where the fuck did Becca go? Yeah. That's a good question. Was she just in the bathroom? Maybe she went to the Taking loop. a poo the whole time? Yeah. Like, what is happening? 
Yeah. Because she hands Katie the phone, walks away, and then we don't see her again until the psych ward. She probably left to go buy firecrackers. Sure. That's all I'm saying. It's the most likely thing. Definitely. The most likely. I mean, out of out of the people that we polled, that was the highest in the list of questions. Exactly. It was voted highest. Yeah, I don't know. I literally had no explanation for that watching it. But yeah, then then the the scary face in the closet. I think I don't think that that actually comes up until. Not until, what do you call funeral. it? Well, the wake or whatever. Yeah. Obviously, they couldn't do an open casket for that one. <laughs> oh, God. Why is that so Christ. funny? <laughs> yeah, holy hell. <laughs> oh, my God. Man. I, I, I don't know what it is. I, I From the pictures I've seen about the making of the movie, I believe that was a model they made. Yeah. Like, oh, they didn't just put makeup on her and she was a little... And so, that's actually one of the issues I had. Was when, the wake? Well, when they show the face. Oh, okay. It was scary. Don't get yeah. me wrong. And I was like, holy... Damn it, Christmas. But her mom says, I saw her face. Mm -hmm. And then it does a little flashback, and you see her huddled up in the closet, you know. Yeah. My problem with that was, like, the head's like that, and then it, like, droops down on the chest. Yeah. Yeah, it moves after she opens the closet door. Now, presumably, now. Doesn't it? Because, well, Becky would have been the first person to find her. Right. And was. Her mom wasn't home at the time. So you mean, like, right when her mom came home, it was like, blah. Yeah. That's fair. Whatever. Just extra creep, I guess. I guess. I mean, it was. And it was scary, but... I also... Unnecessary of a touch there, you know? Yeah. But literally, my notes are, God damn, is the dead girl creepy. (laughs) That's literally what my notes say. It is creepy. Super. Just for that half second. One note that I have just on Rachel herself, because we get introduced to her in between Katie going into the room filled with water and screaming or whatever, and then... In, in between that and then the wake scene, we get introduced to Rachel and Aiden. And one of the things that I love about the character of Rachel is how condescending almost she is. Like, she's so freaking sure of herself. But I noticed that whenever the teacher's talking to her, instead of sitting at one of the chairs and talking to her at eye level, she sits above her a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. And then later, maybe it was actually before the the teacher or was no it was definitely after it was after the wake her boss comes up to her and says something to her and she gets fired and then is like no he no says, he just comes up and says you're fired she yeah, says no fired. i'm not yeah <laughs> yes you are no i'm not <laughs> and just shoos him away and he listens to her like she has such an air of confidence about her that people just listen to her i guess i don't know <laughs> yes that that confused face just does it all confused face <laughs> i do have <laughs> have a very brief mention about the wake too. She goes outside and she's talking to Katie's friends to get more information about what she thinks. Worst secret keepers ever. Yeah, terrible. (laughs) Uh, What they think happened to her. And the kid that's playing Talon, who's sitting outside all angsty by himself, like that tells her about the tape is played by Adam Brody, who was actually one of the major characters in the OC. It was (laughs) like a bit part that he had before he was on the OC. Does he have any relation to Adrian Brody? No, I don't think so. He kind of looks like he might, like a distant like, cousin or something. Did I say Aiden Brody? I meant Adam Brody. You might have said Aiden Brody. I wasn't listening, actually. Okay. I was thinking about asking him. I wasn't either. I was okay. thinking about neckties. But, uh, <laughs> well, you know what? If we're going to start doing this game, then fine. I'm going to do it, too. Because Katie, even though she's only in the movie for, what, like 30 seconds? Yeah. Is actually from one of my all-time favorite shows that, unfortunately, only got one season. And if you want to go out and check it out, I highly recommend it. It's called The Unusuals. And it is a procedural cop show. That has Jeremy Renner, who you might know as Renner, Renner, Renner. Renner. I think it's Renner. It's it's Renner. 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 Jeremy. That's what I said. Jeremy Renner. That's what I said. Shut up, guys. (laughs) Jeremy Renner, uh, who you might know as Hawkeye. Uh, It is an awesome show. It's funny. It's weird. It has awesome characters. But unfortunately, there's only one season. Because, I guess, people decided they didn't like it. But it's still. I highly recommend it. I appreciate. One of the things that I, I kind of appreciate don't appreciate is that this is when digital cameras were starting to become Mm. a thing and yet katie still had film that she needed to get developed (laughs) from her trip to the mountains like she didn't you know what now even in 2002 we still had disposable cameras and stuff we absolutely did we absolutely did and i'm not saying that we didn't however my family didn't have the most money but even i had a or a digital camera by the time i was like 13 or 14 but i mean she, her family looked like they had a decent amount of money. I just was a little surprised that she didn't have a digital camera. We don't know their financial situation. <sighs> we no. don't, but they live in a fancy-ass house, okay? Oh, it was middle class at best. <laughs> it's fancy compared but to where we live. <laughs> it did look like Becky and her went to a private school of some sort with the uniforms. Yes. 
That's fair. I didn't uh, think about that. Then I think after Rachel finds the camera is when she makes the trek out to the cabin, and I can't remember the name of it. Shelter Tree Inn or something? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember, but we should know because that was central to the story. It was absolutely central to the story, but I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they show that tree like a million times. They really do. Like, I guess it's just the establishing shot for timeline because you constantly see the, the uh, sun and moon fading around in the background of it. It's the very first time that you you see it. It's before it's actually in the video. Because you see in the video the, the tree at one point or another, but you see the tree when she's driving up to the cabin because she decides to stay in the same cabin that Katie and her friends stayed in. Because she's an investigative journalist. Oh, also, <laughs> what's this bullshit? Like, Katie's boyfriend, Josh, got the fucking front page of the newspaper and then their other two friends who went to the same school as him got little tiny like two inch obits on page six or some bullshit like kitty i have to make one point here i don't like the abbreviation obits well i'm gonna do it it takes half a second more to say obituary well in all the time that it took you to explain that we could have just not talked about it and you could just say obituary from now on i could not do that too (laughs) also who's probably the quarterback quarterbacks are always more important (laughs) <laughs> but they were still teenagers, you know what I mean? They would have still, I feel, had... It depends on how much they were disliked. <laughs> apparently they were liked enough by the fucking quarterback to go camping with him. I don't know. Maybe they were just the clinger on friends. Yeah. Maybe. The question I had about that whole, her investigating that, is that can an Emmy, and just so you know, Max, that's the Emmy stands for medical examiner, and I, I can say that if you want me to not say Emmy anymore. <laughs> or TOD, meaning time of death. Kitty. In your defense, uh, Stephen King uses obits, and it drives me nuts. They use it in Supernatural, and it drives me nuts. Anyway. I'm going to keep doing it. Anyway, my point is, the Whenever Emmy... Whenever you said Emmy, I thought you were talking about the Emmys, like the award show. <laughs> yes. Anyway, during the Emmys, no. When she calls the, the coroner, we're going to call him the fucking coroner, I don't think they can be that specific with time of death. Oh, she's like, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock. And when did they die? 10 o'clock. Oh, 10 o'clock. Like, no, no, no. They usually give, like, a rough estimate, and it's usually, like, a two to five hour window. And it's based on, I think, how far broken down food is in the stomach, it's I believe. based on lividity. It's based on the temperature mm. of the body. It's based on the rigidity of the body. It's based on a bunch of different things. But the, the two teens that were on, like, page six of the newspaper... They died in a car accident, so that right. probably had witnesses. And once his face fell off the roof, and that probably had witnesses. And Becca was at the house whenever Katie died. So I don't know why she didn't just... Oh, well, Becca was in the in that house, so... That whistling sound that you hear on the tape. The screeching? It's like... Yeah. Well, the screeching, and then there's also one that's like... And it just repeats over and over. That gets to me. The screeching. I guess it's supposed to. It, it's supposed to. I'm saying it's working because oh. the screeching is annoying as fuck. It's scary, is what it is. And the also the flashes of the ring that you see. The high pitched yes. ringing? That's not scary. Uh, That's annoying. Get it. Ring. Like yeah. when Katie walked into her bedroom and got whacked by the spirit. I don't know if we're talking what? about the same thing. I don't know. When yeah, she walks in and for a second there's the flash of the ring on the TV. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She sees it and it's like and like it zooms in on her face and it's like starting to turn all weird. Yeah. There's just, like, the high-pitched screeching bugs my ears. It's not necessarily that it gets to me psychologically or emotionally. It gets to me because the noise, like, legitimately hurts my head. And I want it to go away. Yeah. Well, maybe it's... Then it's really working on you. Maybe. <laughs> I think it's my sensory processing issues. <laughs> <laughs> so... Rachel watches the ring tape, and it's creepy and weird. She does. But not as creepy as I remembered it. To be completely honest with you, it does kind of look like a student film. Uh, yeah. Well, it does. But then the part that always gets me is at the very end, it just shows the well. Yeah. And then you see the fingers just come out over the lip, and then it goes away, and I'm like, mother fuck! Yeah. The thing that always got me was Samara's reflection in the mirror slowly backing away into nothingness. Mm-hmm. I love... I'm also going to say father fuck sometimes, just to be fair. Uh, how very progressive of you. <laughs> Thank you. Father and parental fuck, right? <laughs> that's a different, that's a different that's genre for... entirely. It's not so much a swear as it is a Google search. Um, one thing that I actually really liked is, and I completely forgot this about the movie, but in... <laughs> What is happening? Sorry. I was trying to move my water bottles so they weren't creaking so much. <laughs> and it made all the 
creaking. I don't know if that picked up on the me, microphone or not. I hope it did. It, it made it 900 times worse. <laughs> anyway, I love whenever there's almost, I'm going to call it side effects to a haunting, like the blurred face that she has in every picture. Something like something like that is, is to me, it's really cool. Like, I, I love, it's not really something they linger on. It's nothing they feel they have to explain. It's just a weird thing that happens that's also creepy doesn't not part of her powers it's not something she's doing specifically to haunt someone it's just something weird and i like that i like that in movies when there's just a kind of an unexplained superfluous side effect of a haunting i think shortly after that is when we meet noah because i think she brings the tape home and and we meet him and Mm -hmm. he accidentally runs into aiden on the sidewalk and it's pouring down rain and all that bullshit and he has a slightly maybe age inappropriate girlfriend maybe we don't know who was by Polly Perrette from NCIS. I just want to point was that, that out. Was that her? Yes. I swear she looked familiar. Yeah, she was Abby. But in reverse. But yeah, no, that was uh, that was Abby from NCIS. <laughs> I like. She was a good character. Yeah. It had so many random people in it from other things that it just I don't know. Oh, maybe yeah. yeah, slightly age inappropriate. I guess she's like a an assistant to him. I, I guess. It seemed like to me she was like a grad student. Like maybe a teacher's assistant. Maybe or yeah. something. Yeah. Perhaps. Whatever. And but. the only way that he could afford all of that equipment is if he was teaching. So, like, if he was, like, if it was part of his teaching budget. Yeah. I don't know. And then she shows him the tape. Yes, she does. He fights for it, though. Like, he pushes it. <laughs> she doesn't push back very hard. I don't know. Well, I don't think at that point that she realizes how dangerous it is. Yeah. She has an inkling, but she doesn't really. Yeah. I guess. I mean, he does fight against it. But that was something else I wanted to ask. Are we just supposed to assume, I'm guessing... That he's a tough guy and he does get a call, like, on a cell phone or something? It rang on her house phone. Right. And it left a voicemail that they didn't see until she came back into the apartment and then she deleted it without listening to it. Okay. I guess when I saw that, I kept thinking it was going to come back around again. Like, they were going to do a playback to it and it was going to be, um, or a, a callback to it where, it was, you know, someone was going to call, like, a carpet cleaner was going to show up and be like, oh, the message. And she was going to be like, oh, no. Like, Wacky hijinks ensue. But I guess that really was <laughs> as straightforward as it was supposed to be. Like, Why does it sound like kiss, kiss, bang, bang? It does. Wait, I forget her name, but she always picks up the phone. She's like, oh, this is the laundry cleaning yeah. service. But okay, yeah, makes sense. One thing I did really like about Aiden, you said his name was? The little boy? No, 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 I'm sorry, not Aiden. Noah. Noah, then. I'm going to start working on my names, I promise. I'll start with the A's. Anyway, so not Aiden, Noah, the dad. Actual tech talk that actually made sense. Like, when he's describing to her what it means, when she says about the, um... She made the copy and the numbers. Yeah, the... Like, the... The recorded the time stamps Yeah, the timestamps and the recorded numbers were all still screwed up. This in the same way. And he was telling her how that was impossible. That's legitimate. Well, legitimate for VHSs, which is something we don't really use anymore. But, um, I enjoyed that that was actually accurate. It wasn't just made up mumbo-jumbo for TV pur- movie purposes. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, I... I'm struggling... I just watched this two nights ago, and I'm struggling to remember what happened after that. Was that the point, then, where... She she went and made the copy, and then she started doing the research, I guess, in the, the old newsroom. She started destroying the fucking archives <laughs> to do research in the newsroom. Screwed if anybody needed the rest of those archives, but, you know, she got what she needed. I wish there had been an old guy at the desk of the archives, like... If we open our doors to everybody who's coming here to research a spirit that's about to kill them, <laughs> it'd be a mess. Well, she worked there, so I think that it was okay for her to be there. Yeah, she but. went back to the whatever studio it was. There was that whole explanation about the the temperamental machine that they used to, I guess, repair and clean up old VHS tapes or mm. old film, and that's how she was. Well, the masculine print, lady. Yes, she prints screenshots. That's how she was able to get the. Uh, more clearer shot. Is that where the fly comes out of her eye? No, that's later. That's later. When she's oh, that's the one she pulls off the screen, though. Yeah, I think that's later when she's making a copy, I think, of it. Yeah, she pulls the fly off the screen. The thing shuts down because she's trying to print the picture of the lighthouse, and then she gets a nosebleed, and then that's when the chick walks in. Okay, so no, you were right. It was the same. It was the same general scene. But yeah, that's that's how she gets to the lighthouse to tell her to go to the records room to start searching, doing all that, and ruining things completely. Fisted about her investigation. Yeah. To be honest, I don't remember much of that timeline either. Who <laughs> yeah. just watch it too. He's a hard boiled journalist. I can, I can never, skip some of it. Yeah, yes. I can never remember what part goes where, but that's where she finds out about the Morgans. She finds mm-hmm. out, out about um, Anna and Richard Morgan and their horse farm. And that's when she gets the idea to travel to uh, the island where. So that's where she decides to take Noah and go to the island. Well, no, she goes to the island. Noah stays on shore. 
The mainland. The mainland to go to the psychiatric hospital. And she leaves her nephew or her, her son with her sister who just lost her only fucking child. Yeah. I thought that was a little Insensitive unfair. and rude. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> so annoying. I know your child is gone forever and you've lost them and you'll never get them back. But will you watch mine? Yeah. He's still here and exists. Mine yeah. that was very, very close to yours and probably is going to bring up some terrible issues for you right now. Because that kid has no fucking tact. Oh, oh I remember what I was going to say. Because at one point, oh, Rachel's talking to the teacher. And she's like, Aiden just lost his best friend. I'm like, his yeah. cousin? His 17-year-old cousin was his best friend? Yeah. But then also, she says he's been drawing these pictures, and they're disturbing pictures of his dead cousin. And she's like, wow, well, he just lost his best friend, this and that. Three and days ago. Yeah, three days ago. And he's like, well, he drew these last week. And I'm like, wait, so he drew these last week, and you're bringing it up now? Yeah. <laughs> All right, teacher Rady. Yep. Yeah, there's some people who just had random knowledge they didn't need to. Like, the kid seemed like he was special or some kind. And I don't mean like... I mean, he seemed like he had some kind of special power of some kind. But then again... He's like the kid from The Sixth Sense. Yeah, of. sort of. He just seems to know things and see things and get dreams. And, like, she was speaking to him, I guess, as, like, a conduit. Because I guess kids are closer to that veil of haunting or whatever. But also Becca, like... How the fuck did she know anything about Samara? Hey, can we bag up? Kids are the furthest thing from that veil. They have burst into the world full of life. They're more sensitive, though. Oh, baloney. I mean, like, the idea is that, like, young kids... An 80-year-old man on his deathbed would be closer to that veil. Young kids and animals are more susceptible to, like, that haunting, what I mean. I don't care. They're absolutely more susceptible. In movies. In movie lore. Think of the others. Or, um... I'm not thinking of anything. Oh, fine, you don't think of it. Just the ring. <laughs> kind of on point. Anyway. Anyway. So Noah's do... breaking into the archives well, to hold find on. his crap. Yeah. I, I have a couple more things that I wanted to say about Aiden really quick. First of all, he's like, discount Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Second of all, he's really fucking creepy and he does a really good job at doing yeah, he does. that. And yeah. I really appreciate the acting for such a young kid. I don't think he had to act that hard. He might not have. I'm just I don't saying. know. Um, Sorry, and also, Danny, David Dorkman. Going back to him being special, I legitimately think that he is special because I have not seen The Ring 2, but according to The Ring 2, he, Samara wants to take him as a vessel. She wants to possess him. So she has some sort of weird attachment to him. He's a possessor. Sorry, I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. It was not good. I (laughs) remember parts of it, and those are parts that I don't want to remember. I legitimately did not see that movie, which is surprising to me because I loved the original one so much, but maybe I just didn't want to But that is myself. reasons to not watch sequels yeah, because... it really is. Um, Unless it's Deadpool or something. But, <laughs> so, anyway, yes. So, Rachel is on her way to the island and Noah is breaking into the archives and he's a genius doing it. The whole, I've been up there when he's really just trying to get information about where the archives are, like... <laughs> <laughs> but that just goes to show. Nice try, buddy. They're downstairs. <laughs> Don't correct people. <laughs> just tell them to get the fuck out. <laughs> but he gets in. He starts looking through shit. Finds out that there's a videotape and it's missing. <gasps> I really like that back and forth. Because although he's really smart about getting down to the records room and figuring out where it is... He's not really good at using subterfuge. Like, yeah, I'm the dad. <laughs> I'm I 65. Like, I like the other guys, what's your secret, man? Like, as if it's legitimate <laughs> yeah. that he could be the father yeah. of his child. Then it turns out he doesn't give a fuck. He, he just doesn't. wants everyone to, to respect his record-keeping skills. Yeah. Don't disorganize it. And in the meantime, Rachel's killing fucking horses. She is. <laughs> yes. She's like the last person who should be around a horse. Even if she didn't have this pall of impending spirit death. She she has no business going up to that horse. No, and then the first time that it got mad, walk the fuck away. Respect animal space. Yes. Oh, it's it's upset. Let me get closer to it. I have that in my notes, actually. Don't, and this is is just a general PSA, don't ever, ever touch an animal without that animal's handler or owner's specific permission and consent. Yeah. And if you don't ask them, and you touch it anyway, and anything happens to you that anything negative or the that animal, you, anything negative that happens to you, that's on you. Like that is one hundred percent on you. And if the animal gets hurt, that's one hundred percent on you. Fuck off. It's not your animal. Don't touch it. And that it goes doubly for like dogs in public and whatever else. You wouldn't touch somebody's, or maybe you would touch somebody's. Dogs kid. in public would be a good band name. That would be. Oh no, people touch 
other people's kids all the damn time. Yeah, don't do that either. inappropriate. Respect <laughs> living creatures' personal space. That's all I have to say about that. I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> uh, one other quick note that I wanted to make was I really appreciate that this movie did as much as they could to use practical effects. And whether that was because it's cheaper for that time, because uh, back then doing something like Jurassic Park where they had to try to blend 3D images and computer-generated images with real scenes was extremely expensive. But these practical effects still look good, and whenever they cut over to anything that's CGI, doesn't. It doesn't hold up. No. Yeah. So I will always give movie an extra couple of points, a movie an extra couple of points whenever they have practical effects, because they hold up forever and they look awesome. Forever. I give movie extra points, because movie I give was movie good. points. <laughs> Because they have the real thing on the screen. <laughs> Sunny days are here to stay at Sunshine City Design Company. Taplin has a line of charming pins and stickers available for sale, including her sassy fuck diet culture sticker. Go ahead and check her shop out on Etsy at etsy.com slash shop slash Sunshine City Design Co. Or you can find her on Instagram at Sunshine City Design. So then she gets to the island. <laughs> and once she arrives, the First thing that she does is go to the Morgan's house. To bother him. To mm-hmm. bother him. This is the first thing she does. <laughs> under the guise to of talking... To bother poor, disgruntled father, Richard Morgan. During that time, she goes under the guise of talking about the horses. And he thinks that that's just normal. Like, oh, another fucking reporter here to talk about the goddamn horses. As if I haven't talked about that enough. He's okay with that. Annoyed, but, but okay about it. You know what I mean? So then she brings up Samara. Yeah. Sore subject. Yeah, clearly. By the... I don't have a daughter response. <laughs> and then slamming the door in her face. Yeah. But he brings up a good point. He makes a claim that reporters just want to take everybody's stuff and force the world to look, to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, eh, I'm not saying that's true 100% of the time. I'm saying it's true far too often. Yeah. Also, are dead horses from 20 years ago really newsworthy? No. I mean, like, if, if there were that many of them, because he was a breeder and a trainer, and I think, like, it was maybe close to two dozen horses over the course of a very short amount of time. I don't mean I don't mean to sound callous about that like animals unexpectedly dying is terrible anyway but I mean it shouldn't happen period like I obviously care a lot about animals but I just I feel like after so long people don't care about that anymore it's not going to print so why are there like that many reporters going to talk to them and I wondered if that was like a general veil for people kind of getting to where she was in the process of figuring it out maybe that's possible and they all had the same bullshit stupid story they're all as generic as she is but she just happened to actually be a reporter yeah <laughs> so then she finds the doctor who tells her the truth you know screw doctor patient privilege and all that she's dead it's different he might still be a patient though and mm, that's kind of his business but they talk about that and she tells her about being in the the asylum and then after that does she just go back to the farmhouse after that without talking to Noah or anything? Uh, oh, I don't remember. Yeah. Because uh, when did she go running back there? I feel like... Because she went there the first time when she only had a day left. So it must have been rather soon. I think she goes back right after she talks to the doctor because the doctor tells her about how strange Samara is and how not right she was and how nobody would have been upset if she didn't ever come back, basically. Well, yeah. Because she killed the, the fish crop, she killed the horses. The fish crop. Seriously, like... But this is the thing I don't understand. Harvest, whatever. Maybe... I like The Ring. It's a great movie, and it's scary, but stuff like this bothers me, because what was it about Samara? And well, it's they, they made it seem like it wasn't her fault that all this stuff was happening. It just kind of surrounds her. And yeah. it's like, well... Okay, but you're not an innocent little girl. Like, you're a plague wherever you go. She is. She absolutely is. And that's definitely why she was given away to the Morgans because (laughs) of her bullshit. And, like, they ask her at one point, like, how did you make these pictures? It's very clearly an x ray. Yeah. (laughs) But it's a legitimate question. How the fuck did you make those pictures? (laughs) Yeah. That's fucking weird. At first I thought she was hiding these things inside her body. Like Yeah. Like I thought they I thought <laughs> like the that's toy horse and stuff. I thought like did she eat it and <laughs> they x-rayed that? I thought that was gonna be like the picture thing where it gets screwed up every time you take a picture of someone who's like, you know, in the seven day cycle. Like it was gonna be every time they tried to x ray her that they got some weird thing like that. <laughs> but no, it's just she just made those pictures. Like, yeah, that was really weird and kind of unnecessary. Yeah. I think. It, that was also not an original thing. Not even just those pictures, but like their faces being fucked up when mm-hmm. they get their own picture taken. That was from Oh crap, what's the name of the movie? I, I knew it until this exact moment. Uh, it's the one where the kid's the Antichrist. Oh, that was the Omen. 
The original. Yeah, I think yeah. it was the original Omen. Yeah, because they take pictures of people and it shows them with like a spike sticking out of their chest or something. And yeah, it has like a weird... You're right. I was actually just thinking of that. And it shows there's like a weird line through the one guy's neck who ends up getting his... Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah spoilers! Up, he ends up getting his head removed from his body, but he probably is okay. By a runaway truck in India. With he class. probably is okay. <laughs> India? Was it India? It might have been. I don't know. So, <laughs> anyway. we were talking about the ring. So... <laughs> Yeah, so she goes back to the house and she's watching the tape mm-hmm. that the interview tape that Richard Morgan, the real Richard Morgan, stole the last time he was in the archives. Then he comes up behind her <sighs> and he this... bitch slaps her with a bridle. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, which has a metal bit on it, and I bet it hurt like hell. That would hurt like hell. Because imagine getting whipped by like I'm gonna guess it's probably at least four or five different straps. One of them being a thick, heavy, probably a, roughly a pound of metal that yeah. slammed into her face. It would hurt, okay? The point is it would hurt a fucking lot. And, and the reason why he had the bridle... Because he was going to go saddle up one of his horses. <laughs> that he didn't have anymore. And go for a nice ride at yeah. night. He was preparing to kill himself. Yes, by I, I hooking was trying up to put it nicely, but yeah. <laughs> all the fucking electric shit in his house. Every single electric thing. Everything. You just and need the toaster. That's it. Yeah. and That's the only thing you And need. he puts the fucking bridle in his mouth. <laughs> Yeah. In the bathtub. That's Ugh. so unnecessary. But this is a point where I want to disagree with something that you said. Let's all just criticize his suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Well, man. he was also kind of a dickhead. Maybe a little but bit. He wasn't. He was the only one in the movie who tried to do the right thing from the beginning. He saw that she was fucking evil. Okay. It was like the omen dad, except, well, I guess he didn't actually do something about it, but <laughs> Wife did. So, I wanted to disagree with something that you said in the beginning about Naomi Watts. Like, one of her best talents was that she could always look confused. Like, the show Dazed and Confused should have been about her. (laughs) But anyway. I would venture to say that her horror movie scream is unparalleled by most people. Because whenever he kills himself, the scream that she lets out at that point is so intense and so believable and probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. It was good. It was pretty good. Her coughing up that lead to the science machine or whatever was pretty good. Yeah. It looked like she was literally choking on it and like... (laughs) But that was a dream. (laughs) No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. She was talking to her sister on the phone. Yeah, and then she, like, woke up because she walked into the room and that's where she saw Samara and Samara grabbed her arm. Victor? No, it was a dream sequence. I wanted to write down on here. This happened with Mercy Black, too. Yeah, fucking... You both couldn't remember what happened, and I remember it was a dream sequence because it pisses me off because dream sequences are bullshit, and they're way overused. But, I mean, unfortunately... See, here I thought Katie was coughing up stuff like that, too, and I thought, how can you deny that? But if it was just a dream... Oh, it explains the whole movie away, so... Well, no, she was writing a bunch of weird fucking bullshit in her notebook that apparently didn't bother her. What teenage girl doesn't write a bunch of this bullshit in her notebook? That kind of bullshit, <laughs> I guess. Scribbling black over everybody's faces. <laughs> yeah. This movie is actually the second movie, too, that we reviewed in this very short amount of time that we've been doing this, that the ghosts leave burn marks or bruises or, like, some sort of mark whenever they grab a hold of their victims, Haunts. I guess. Called ghost bruises? It's much cooler. Or, or burns. Bruises? Bruises? <laughs> Sometimes bros to get on there. there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got a ghost that lives in my closet strangling me once a night. <laughs> I want that relationship. <laughs> oh, no. Where are we? Her and Noah reunited after the suicide of Richard Morgan, and they GTFO. They're making a mad point. dash for the Shadow Pines or whatever the hell it was, right? Yes. Because she knows she found out where the well was. Yes. She deduced because she is a reporter. <laughs> An um, investigative journalist reporter. I have read some stories from some investigative journalists that were needed to be written. I actually really am appreciate investigative journalism because I can read bullshit about serial killers because of it. So. Wow. <laughs> so they get back to the, the house and there's the burning tree again and it's too late, it's too late because the tree's on fire. It's not actually on fire, the sun's shining through it. Yeah, I mean, they, they find the cabin because they find her little room in the barn and it's got the... Again, not going to bother explaining how, but she somehow perfectly with like artistic precision burns a tree into the boards of, the of, her, of her makeshift yeah. barn room. Yeah. Okay. And they're like, and she I think Noah was the one that found that, by the way. Yeah. He was. He's like, is there something here? And pulls off the wallpaper. But Can like, we talk about how fucking high up that loft was, too? Yeah, it was, I mean, the, the idea was that they didn't want her to ever come down. Right? Yeah, but like, it gave me anxiety looking at it. Like, climbing that ladder. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to do it. Anyway. I think you get anxiety watching paint dry, perhaps. I do. Yeah, and so do I. It's true. 
<laughs> Legitimately. Bubbles, I streaks. Need to be heavily bugs. medicated. But I'm more of scared of depths than I am of heights. Like, that well would not have sat well with me. Yeah, I get it? <laughs> well, oh my god. Case. I'm like the funniest person on earth, but... <laughs> so anyway, they see this tree and they decide, oh, I know that tree, she decides, I know that tree, I know exactly where it is, I know exactly what cabin it's in, because randomly that one tape was found in that one cabin by those kids, and literally the tapes <laughs> are at the central office, so any cabin, whatever, whatever, lazy writing, fine. So they go to that cabin, and then they knock some beads over, some uh, marbles, and the marbles are all like, hey, look over here. And then fucking Captain Fireman over there pulls an axe off the wall and cuts through, like, three inches of boards and cuts, like... In a circle. <laughs> yeah. So that he to can be pull, To be fair, like... though, they were rotten. They were. They're pretty rotten, yeah. I mean, that place was just a hazard. <laughs> But also, he looks at videos for a living, so... <laughs> yeah, so they find the well. Which, why the fuck would you build a cabin over top of a well? Like, there's plenty of space around there. I don't understand why they built it over top of the well. I mean, they build over top of graveyards all the time. They do. <laughs> but that well was like... And you end up with movies like, oh shit, what's that Four and a half called? feet tall. Poltergeist. I was gonna say. <laughs> um, it, it, uh... I was going to say something about that, what you were just talking about. The well being underneath Before that, the... Him breaking the floorboards? Uh, and between he, those two things. He was... Mm. He looked at videotapes for a living. I like this game. Oh, God. I can't think of it. Axe chomping. Rotted floorboards. I don't remember. Building a cabin. Damn it. That was probably the well. best thought I ever had. I'll never know. And it's, it's gone. It's gone forever. Bunch of random fucking chain of events happen and she gets knocked down into the well. They're not a random chain of events. They are an absolute intended chain of events. Well, they are, but it's it just like it's like mouse trap. Well, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And she fell the whole way down that well. Yeah, and like without breaking a neck, her a the neck, neck, a neck. <laughs> One of her necks. <laughs> Without breaking her neck, without breaking her arm, <laughs> without breaking a leg. And she cracked her head. It looked yeah. like she cracked her head off of the side. She <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the TV slid down the floor and smacked her. And then she was like, boy, and smacked her head off the wall. Yeah, and then she she wakes up down there, and it looks a lot bigger. Like, it's like the TARDIS. Like, it looks bigger on the inside <laughs> than it is from the outside. Yeah. I don't know what Samara is so pissed about. She had a lot of room down there. Yeah. <sighs> I can't even imagine being trapped down there for a week. But you'd have to understand it a little if you were a devil child, I think. Kind of have to expect those things <laughs> when you're kind of the spawn of Satan or so, witches. She's like or... the Antichrist, but in girl form. Here's a question, though. Did she ever... I think you can be the Antichrist and be a girl. That You're still the Antichrist. Well, the traditionally, the Antichrist is portrayed as a male. And that's so. sexist. <laughs> Women can be just as evil as men. <laughs> I'm not arguing that, but... So, my question is, did she understand her evilness? She did, because she apologized for it. She knew that she was hurting people, but, like, was it intentional? Apparently. I don't think it was intentional. In the beginning. Like, whenever she was first hurting the horses and hurting her mom and, like, all of this stuff. I don't... She had some sort of undefined fucking powers that she didn't seem to be able to control. So you think it was just hurt by proximity? Yeah, like... Just being near? Like, she just kind of spreads emotional and physical decay outward from her. I've met people like that. (laughs) I have, so... It's me. (laughs) (laughs) But... Excuse me, that's gross. Call up a lead. One of the electrodes. If you do, I will shit my pants. I'll say that's neat. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't be the first haunted creepy thing that's happened here in the last week. I thought you were going to say it's not the first haunted creepy thing I've coughed up. (laughs) (laughs) Ghosts are always trying to get in contact with me, make me cough shit up. Sacrificial knife. Ancient Sumerian coin. But so, so she's anyway. down in the well. Yeah, and, Rachel and falls she, in the well. And she picks up Samara, and that's when she has a flashback. And this is the point that I think you wanted to make, Max. I did. And I was afraid that I missed it. But it turns out I was... Yeah. Uh, so when she's in the well, she has a vision, I guess, of what happened to Samara. Mm-hmm. And her mom took her out to this place, what was it, 20, 30 years ago? Something like that. Sure. Yeah. And, like, she had to go. She just had to go. To the bathroom? And down a well. Yes, which she could have gone to the bathroom in. Oh, and oh I know, it would have been horrible. But she's the freaking Antichrist. We presume. Allegedly. But her mom puts a plastic bag over her head and strangles her. And then 
pushes her into the well. And I guess lifts up a massive concrete slab and slides it over the top. I guess. Her mother, yes. Her little tiny frail-ass mother. Yeah. Yeah, no. Her frail... Hang on. <laughs> her mother... about to say something insensitive. Whom has a frail ass. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I agree. Time. And also... Why would they take her to where there were more horses? Yeah, they were like frolicking in the field. Hasn't she killed enough of them? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess you can't help if there's horses. Just another quick PSA. If you're going to kill someone via strangulation or I guess that would have been asphyxiation. It takes a lot longer than like three to five seconds. You're talking about like a minute. And if you want to cause permanent brain damage, three minutes. So just keep that in mind if you're ever going to like. Why are we giving them tips? Well, I mean, if the mother had known what to do, maybe Samara wouldn't have been as evil. Oh, that's true. Maybe she wouldn't have have suffered in the well for a week. But that, I would argue, her suffering in the well for a week isn't the final nail in the coffin for Samara. Probably not. I think even if she had been asphyxiated properly the first time, all this crap would still be happening. So you yeah, think it's possible. her death was part of, like, whatever sickness or, or, like, attachment she had to, like, evil power that was part of her process of coming into her power was getting murdered? Maybe. Okay. I feel like I would watch a Samara origin story. Uh, I feel like I to know, get an understanding point. of where she came from... Um, a better understanding of what her powers are. Like, I would watch that. I probably wouldn't like it a whole lot, <laughs> but I want to know. Like, I need like some answers. I like documentaries. But Samara herself is a trope. Yeah, she is. It still falls under this vengeful spirit who had horrible things done to them, and now they're just out doing it to everybody else. Yeah. That line was just <laughs> really strange. <laughs> like, you know what? One time, I'd like to try rye bread. I don't think I'd like it, but I'd eat it. Is it marbled or does it have seeds? Because if it has seeds, fuck that shit. I don't know. What is your, does your Samara origin story have seeds or is it marble? What kind of bread do you put on a, a Reuben? Is that rye? Rye. Marbled rye. Well, I like marbled rye. I like marbled rye as well. So I don't like caraway seeds. The well, so. <laughs> but clearly, it's related. It would have been better if Noah was up there looking into the well eating a Reuben. Like, hey... Are you okay? Like, <laughs> it's really good. The sandwich is getting cold. So that's the other thing. Rachel doesn't fucking answer him for an unacceptable amount yeah. of time. Unfucking acceptable. We skipped one of my favorite parts in the whole movie. Good. Let's keep it skipped. Noah and Aiden having the super awkward conversation about the paternity of Aiden in the car. That was pretty fun. I remember that. Seriously. Yeah, he was like. <laughs> Would you, do you wish that I was around more? And Aiden's just like, no. <laughs> like, he don't give a fuck. Do you want to be around more? <laughs> and he doesn't answer that question. He, he doesn't. Which I think is great. Yeah, he, like, avoids it by saying, I'm too immature and I can't really do that right now. But, yeah, that's probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Anywho, so <laughs> they think that they've broken the curse, everything's fine, everything's great. Well, they think they broke the curse because she find Samara's body and the police come and they have a proper bear. And this is where I take one of my issues. But continue. Well, they should have burned... Sam and Dean should have been there. The maybe. remains. <laughs> they should have been... Salt and burn that shit. Betraying officers. Detectives is what they usually <laughs> we'll take. We'll dispose of the body. We have some testing we need to do on it. Yeah. Through yeah. foul play. So they go home and Rachel through Aiden figures out. And that's another issue that I had is that Aiden says to her, like he asks her, is she still in the dark place or something? And she says no. And like, why would he ask that if he like, I don't know. He also probably should have let her in on the fact that they weren't supposed to help her. Okay. But this is where I take actually my biggest issue with the movie. Okay. She has the body removed from the well. Right. a proper burial, all this crap. And then Aiden's like, why did you do that? Why did you let her out? Now she's free or something like that. Yeah. But the thing that happens next is that Noah is murdered by Samara via television. Yes. As, as per the usual for as her. As per the usual. Right. Same thing that happened to Katie. Kate? Katie? Kate? Katie. Katie. Same thing. Same right. death. Yes. So Aiden's all freaking out that they took her out of the dark place and she's free. When clearly being stuck in the dark place was no hindrance for her to do her murder. Yeah. There is no difference between what she does before and after she's out of the well. Well, I didn't see the ring too, so maybe it did. 
Well, I was going to say, maybe the implication there is that she can now, like, leave the TV. She can now leave, like, the area for summoning or whatever and come out. Because I don't know that she necessarily did that with Katie, but we don't know that she didn't. So, yeah. I mean, there really is no definitive way of saying now she's more powerful for any reason. Still has to adhere to her whole seven days thing. So I guess that's still part of her. Also, she killed Noah on the floor and then for some reason moved his body into a chair. She did. She did the same thing with Katie. She did. It was in the middle of the room and she put her in a closet. She's got to be dramatic. She's got to have that flair. <laughs> Ghosts are nothing if not dramatic. Let it's me tell you. true. I don't know what I would do if I opened my closet and found that. If it was a loved one? I feel like you would scream like Naomi Watts whenever she saw I, Richard louder, kill herself. Louder. <laughs> so then she has to figure out, what did I do differently? Why Why did Noah die? No. First of all, yes. before that, she leaves. <laughs> and leaves her poor, like, what a grad student, like his poor grad student girlfriend to, to go find him. him. Oh, she did, yeah. She could have stopped her and said no. She could have said, hey... He left, or we've been fucking, like, you need to break up with him, whatever, and have her storm off and not have to see that. But no, she lets her go and find him in the worst way possible. she's standing there. She's yeah. hiding. She well. watches her come yes. into the elevator. And I thought, I honestly didn't remember the movie well enough because it's been a while since I've seen it. I thought there was going to be that thing where it was only going to take a few seconds for her to go however many floors up to his loft or wherever. And we were going to hear her sh- start shrieking, which didn't happen, thankfully. But, like... That's a shitty fucking thing to do. Yeah. This girl may have actually really cared about him and may have really thought they had a future together. And to find someone in that state is probably arguably the worst way you get into a relationship. I mean, possibly. So. And I don't know if it was because, like, she was being a little bit vindictive. I don't know if it was because she was scared that police would think that she had something to do with it. She had everything to do with it. Like, I don't know. But not police flavored, I guess. All I know is that was just, that was awful. I was watching that thinking like, wow, you are a shitty person. And that was a scary moment, though, because you see the fingers come up over the well, but then everything else just keep coming. Yup. Out of the TV. So, like I said, maybe the assumption there is that now, because she's out of the well and more powerful, now she doesn't just have to kill people using the tape and the TV. Now she can, like, come out and murder people, but the death is still the same. The corpse is still the same. I think that's what happened to Katie. So, yeah. I mean, there really is no way, like... And if what you're saying is true, it's weak. It's pretty weak. <laughs> like, he should have, I don't know, pinned him to the ceiling or something really crazy, I guess. But It would be, like, if she... She's, yeah. I'm done with it. So... Yeah. So, not a bad movie, but yeah, definitely had some, some mistakes. I mean, it, it was a great movie, if you ask me. And so, she figures out that she has to make the copies, and then she, like, Noah asked what happens to the people that we show this to, and in my brain, I was like, like, who in my life <laughs> would I show this movie to? And I sat there, and I thought about it for a while, and I feel like there's legitimately not one person that I would show it to. I was certain you were going to say me. <laughs> but here's if the I thing. had to pick one of my friends, it would be Max. Oh, it wouldn't be a friend. That That's for damn sure. But, like, even well, people that I don't like, even people that I borderline hate, I don't know. Maybe I would see if I could get in to see, like, a convicted child rapist or something and show it to them. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, now you're I getting don't... into, like, uh, Death Note territory here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, that's the best solution that I can come up with. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, and this is where I have this written down, where it's basically, like, a multi-level marketing scheme. I thought the same thing! <laughs> if you make a tape, and then seven of your friends show it to seven of their friends, and they all make tapes. It take 15 cycles before it got to the end! Before everyone in the world has seen the tape, and she doesn't have any power over fucking anyone anymore. So let's get on it, guys. Wouldn't the last person who hasn't seen it die? They're fucked, but everyone else is fine. Or if somebody's, like, on a ship and they can't get back to shore in time, they're probably fucked, too. Yeah. If they don't get back in time to show it to someone else. It is, like... I guess, why would they go sailing if they know you only had seven days? But the world's still gotta run. My point is still valid. It is the ultimate MLM. Yeah, it's seriously, like, have you seen the Samara tapes? (laughs) Come to our seminar this weekend. Oh, God. Yeah. That was basically the end of the movie. It, it was absolutely the uh, end of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. They make copies of it, and it's obscure. And then apparently shit goes down in hi- the ring in, in the ring too. In the Highlander <laughs> too. I don't know what I was about to say. <laughs> Do you feel that tomorrow? <laughs> if you're a business owner, you know how hard it can be to market yourself and increase sales. And who really has time for all of that with all the other responsibilities that come with running a business? Katie's one-on-one services are available to help you reach your goals. She offers branding, marketing, and sales strategies for all types of businesses. Maybe you're looking to grow your social media following or get a new website designed. 
Katie can do that and more. Go to katiemorell.com slash one-on-one to schedule your consultation today. That's C-A-I-T-Y-M-O-R-R-E-L-L dot com slash O-N-E-O-N-O-N-E to schedule your consultation. I guess we will now move on to... Vic, what was your favorite part of the movie? My favorite part of the movie was that it didn't fuck around. It got the scary shit, like, immediately. Yeah. After it had the... You know, the tentative, like, is she really serious? Is she not serious? Oh, fuck, she's serious. And then it was like, yeah, she's going to die. And then a few minutes later, we got to see what happened to her. And it was fucking terrifying. Yeah. My favorite part of the movie is all of the little Easter eggy, like, signs that she comes across throughout her travels to figure out what's going on. Like the ladder leaning up against Noah's building. And... She, like, walks under it, and then she was like, Jesus Christ, that looks like the ladder from the the movie. And things like that, and the flies, and things like that. I just really appreciated that there were a bunch of little things that she saw that were like, okay, maybe this is real. I... Yeah. And on that note, speaking of artifacts at Easter eggs, the lead from the machine that she coughed up, mm-hmm. that's twice now I have not perceived a dream that it was happening. <laughs> is that your favorite part of the movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> but... Uh, I wonder if it's just you have I this have like, a legitimate condition, perhaps that I don't realize it's a dream. It's your trope sensor. <laughs> uh, my favorite part was either when they're showing the tape or showing you things in life that were in the tape, like you said. But they're playing that, that whistling noise. Mm. That mm. it's just creepy. Yeah. It is creepy. And, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the beginning of uh, Fight Club when he's talking to the doctor and just for one frame, you see Tyler Durden standing there on the doctor's shoulder yeah. and like you see like a flash of the ring or the flash of the tree or something. Like, yeah. It's that one frame, like you saw it and you know you did and it's like, ugh. Vic, your least favorite part of the movie. Least favorite part of the movie, just the lazy writing. Like, and I, I know I said I wasn't going to use it as a crutch, but in this movie it really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Like, her happening to find the tape. Like, the one blank VHS, which, if any of our listeners, I hope you, at least some of you are, old enough to remember VHSs, you know that it was super friggin' easy to misplace a home movie into the wrong case. Or to not mm-hmm. label it correctly. And have, have a bunch floating around. And there's no quick way to check them. You had to literally put them in. And if you wanted to know everything that was on it, you had to play through the whole friggin' thing. So, her finding that one tape out of the entire, like, bookcase of, I don't know, like, 15 tapes. And she's like, wow, quite a collection. No, it's not. It's not. It's like 15 tapes. But mm-hmm. still, like, I, it's It was it's the lazy. only naked one. It was lazy. <laughs> I, on a side note, <laughs> I have beaten her in this regard. Because I rented Event Horizon on VHS years ago and accidentally put a copy of The Dark Crystal in it when I returned it. Oh, no. And was then, it your copy of The Dark Crystal? No, it was somebody else's copy. Oh, no. But speaking of misplacing and finding things, months later, I rented Event Horizon again and I opened it up and I'm like, Dark Crystal. <laughs> this is weird amazing so the clerk didn't even fucking look at the tape when I brought it back to him to begin with and then I looked at the Dark Crystal thing and there's the Event Horizon tape and I was like oh well that, that worked out in the end <laughs> was this that that place that you could go to rent physical media from Blockbuster <laughs> yes that's right my hometown they got their blocks busted so sure did. as far as I know my hometown still has a video store <laughs> uh, my biggest dislike I think for the movie is just not getting to know more about Samara I like I there's so much more that I want to know about her because I felt emotions about her this poor little girl (laughs) mostly terror I mean just she just whenever she was alive this poor little girl that nobody understood and nobody wanted and they sent her to this insane asylum and just this poor little girl but should I be feeling that way no I mean, I can't tell you how to feel. I mean, I don't feel that way about... <laughs> you do all the time. Well, I do, but... Yeah. I don't feel <laughs> that, that way... Me right. <laughs> ...about after-death Samara, but I feel that way about about pre-death Samara, so... I mean, yeah, she <laughs> was an innocent girl, but... Presumably. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> okay, I mean, let's say... Let, let's watch her origin story so we can hate her. Yes. I disliked... I probably disliked the most the parts where... Noah and Rachel were interacting. (laughs) (laughs) I know it sounds weird. Just you felt like there wasn't enough chemistry? Well, like, they're reliving certain parts of their old relationship. And it's like, that's not even what this was about. 
Yeah. So you felt like the forced romance thing was unnecessary? Yeah. yeah. It, it's not like I thought they were going to get back together or something, although maybe they did. We're, go, we're going to, but I don't know. It just, it felt... Well, maybe they did. Maybe she got a hold of his corpse. Ew. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know how to quantify it. I just when they were being with each other after the fact, I just thought it was forced kinda yeah. that's fair. Look, you don't need to have a romantic interest in every one of your movies. It could have just been where she could have said that line about, you know, let's skip to the part where I say that you're immature and you say that I'm super driven or something like that. And let's just skip to that now. And like that could have been the end of that and later on they could have said, like, all right, let's just get through this, and, you know, our passes are past, whatever. Like, it didn't have to have a romance. I, I agree. Like, I think that is kind of a frustrating note that they put into a lot of movies unnecessarily. All right. Vic, what was the scariest part for you? <sighs> There's a lot of things that build up to being scary, but really didn't end up being all that scary. Like, when she's in the well, I was really expecting there to be some really, like, scary stuff. Mm. Not so much. They saved it up. That first scene with the girl, the uh, Katie's corpse, that's probably, for me, that was the scariest part of the movie, because it's in the closet. Really unexpected, because you weren't, like she said, I saw her face, and you're just expecting her to, like, s- like stare off into the distance and lament for a second, but nope, we get to see her fucking face, and now we see it too. And you can't unsee it. No. no. Forevermore. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's not even like, there's no, like, slow pan up where they pan up from, like, her feet up to her face. It's just, it's there! It wasn't as bad as Feast, oh. perhaps. But we said I feel we like you bring that up every time. I have to, so people can share in my pain. Someday we'll do a review. We'll do a double feature of Feast and Tusk. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I no, I will not watch them again. <laughs> I think that the scariest part for me, I don't know, honestly, her being in the Morgan's house and you like that you just keep seeing the light from the lighthouse spin through their kitchen and I just kept waiting for him to be there like or her or Anna or something like I kept waiting for somebody to be there. Mm. And so the light kept flashing by, and then eventually he was there. But it was a little anticlimactic compared to what I was expecting. Well, I don't think her face thought so. No, probably not. Max? Well, that's tough. I think in the end of her videotape, when her fingers are just creeping over the edge and it stops. That's the scariest thing to me. That is really creepy. Leaves a lot to the imagination, and that's the scariest thing. (laughs) Honorable mention for me, though, is the fucking scratches and fingernails in the fucking well mm. i just that along with the whole thought of like being buried alive just there's gross but um all right so our rating somebody pick a scale and somebody go first let's go with scoville heat units like a carolina reaper i think if memory serves is like four million scoville heat units a jalapeno is several thousand i think that's a big variance don't quote me on that, guys. Like, don't send an email going, you were wrong about that. Like, I can look it up if I want to. I don't Can we just like rate it. it by, like, <laughs> peppers? Like, we can be like, oh, this was a ghost pepper for me. Uh, I don't know peppers Ghost well pepper. Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody pick a fucking scale. Uh, a through D, like high school. Okay. All right. Somebody uh, go first. A plus okay. overall. A minus. No, no, no. A plus for horror. A minus overall. Okay. That movie still scares the shit out of me. Okay. Even though it's got some tropes and this and that. Overall, I'm going to give the movie a B minus. Okay, cool. And as far as horror goes, I'm going to give it a B. It had two really, really scary scenes, but overall, it wasn't a whole lot of creep. There was a really good buildup, but not a whole lot of creep. I think that overall, I'm going to give it just a solid A. It... Yes, it had some lazy writing, it had some tropes, whatever, but the details about the Morgans and their infertility struggles and all of that shit and how they came across Samara and then just some of the other writing in general I, I just appreciated in the movie overall was very pretty except for the really gross parts <laughs> and then <laughs> I think that for horror I would I would also give it just a solid A just a straight A because it wasn't as scary as I remembered it being whenever I was like 13 and the first time that I saw it but like I said it was the first PG-13 movie that I went to the movie theater to see by myself, well, with my friends. And so it was really creepy. And so it was very scary to me back then. And it's still pretty scary to me now. So yeah, overall, I think that's my my rating. I also, I have an anecdotal story about that. My, My friends, my friends Amanda and Jess and I, we went to see it. We got home and we built a fort in the foyer of my house for some reason. I'm using a couple tables and some blankets and stuff. And we were 
under the Are fort. the materials you use? Yes, it's important. <laughs> necessary. And we were under, we were in the fort with my stepbrother and we were telling him about this movie and we get to the part where we're like, and then the phone rings and it tells you that you have seven days to live. And then the phone fucking rang <laughs> and we all lost our goddamn minds. And it ended up just being my friend's mom. Ring, ring, ring. And we're like, ah! we started screaming. <laughs> I think part of my horror with this movie was also nostalgia thing. Yeah. Very much. I agree. For fuck's sake, that was 17 years ago. Yeah. You would have been, what, 15? <sighs> yes, I believe yeah. so. And it scared the hell out of me then. And when I watch it now, I still remember it just being scary. It was the kind of the first of its kind. It was one of the first adaptations of Japanese horror to American horror. Because The Grudge followed shortly after that. I was say, I thought that was... And so, like, I think it was, like, either later that year or the next year that The Grudge came out. And thanks again for listening, guys. Yes, putting up with us. Hopefully you're enjoying it. And, again, if you want to write to us, just send us an email. Let us know if you have any suggestions. Let us know if you disagree or agree with anything that we said about the movies or if we got something wrong or... I mean, I know we got plenty wrong. Politically incorrect or (laughs) anything like that. Just let us know. We're always open to criticism. Be gentle if you can. Be firm if you like, I guess. Gentle but firm always. (laughs) Just don't be a dick because then we won't read it. (laughs) And Um, don't show us your dick because then we definitely won't read it. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll probably call the cops. (laughs) Cyber cops. I feel like Jean-Claude Van Damme would guess that. <laughs> he probably is. He probably is the internet now. So, uh, Vic, you actually get to pick the movie for next week. Yes. Next week we're going to do one that I'm actually really excited about. It is a little movie that came out a couple months ago. It didn't get a whole lot of press. It's called Brightburn. It is basically what would happen if Superman was a dick. Yeah, and that's fair. If you're Depending who you're asking, I think Superman is a dick. Yeah, that's also fair. <laughs> I have never liked Superman. Basically, it's the movie where... What would happen if Superman didn't have a stick up his ass? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks again, guys. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Farewell. Thanks for listening to Hounds of Horror. If you enjoyed our podcast and would like to know how to support us, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash houndsofhorrorpod. If you support us on Patreon, you get access to some cool Patreon-only items. Or just have the satisfaction of knowing that you're helping us create more content.